But now I'm right there. So, listen, they have to finish the season out. It's time for us to hand LeBron his flowers so, while he's still alive so he can smell them. about this time frame too is that LeBron is coming off of 2011 against Dirk where he choked big Got time waxed big time and Dirk took full advantage of that I watched that game before I watched this game I was on a, some kind of kick I just wanted to see what that Dirk Mavs team looked like because that's regarded as the most homegrown you know like championship of all time like the most sought after championship like the most like real championship was Dirk beating LeBron and like people are like Dirk did it by himself but Dirk had what Dame what Dame Lillard wants to be well Dame Lillard could only dream of having a Mavericks team like that having a Portland Trailblazers team then like just that just go to the Mavericks does that work though isn't that isn't that destiny right there he goes and does it in Dirk's house it feels less genuine, but yeah. You think? Feels good. Yeah, because yeah, it certainly feels less genuine. Yeah, because he's not staying in Portland. Right, exactly. And if Dame really has true hopes that he's going to turn it around in Portland, then I just kind of... Then he's going to retire without a championship. Yeah. like Let's just know. say, frankly. Because he's already... I wrote it and had it down for the last episode, but I didn't say it because it just makes me sad. So he's what got, what, five, five years left of high... If not even high level play, just probably five years left, realistically, right? I think he's always going to be a high level player. That's just what he is. That's yeah. what he's been since he stepped in the league. Even if he starts making like three percent less threes, okay. Well, three think about Kobe after the, in the injury. I yeah. mean, what was that? 12, 13 points a game. Yeah, that's not high level though. But it was Kobe. Yeah. So like it was respected, like it was high level, and Dame will be respected. Yeah, if he stays, it's if he stays permanently, if he rides out, he's not winning one. It's just the landscape is not going in that direction at all. I they just, are they're going under, and he's going down with the ship. It's that's sad. what he said he wanted, though. It's what he said he wanted. Remember, he said that exact thing. He he said the captain goes down with his ship. How sad is that picture, though? Have you seen that picture that's been memed about online no. quite a bit? It's literally CJ, Larry, uh, Rocco, and Norm all picking Dame up off the ground from this season. All those guys are gone. All of them are gone. Four guys in that picture, and they're all gone. The Rocco thing was pretty... I mean, it was good that Safe. it happened. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, I was just I was still kind of shocked when it happened though. I was like, damn. It makes me sad because I've always loved Robert Covington's role player like archetype. Mm-hmm. He's like a three underrated three and D wing, not a guy you want handling the ball, but like a guy that like gets exciting blocks and like is active on the boards and stuff, you know, like you wanted to see him do it. Yeah. Cause like plus he started out on the process sixers too, and that's just rough. Embarrassing. And like 
every yeah, it's just necessary. It was necessary to move off of CJ too. And like Dame even said that himself. He came out and was quoted saying that he understands that this business decision had to be made at one point or another, but that doesn't make it any easier to deal with. Mm-hmm. I'm like, damn, that's right. Oh, uh, I feel like I upvoted a meme the other day about, yeah, yeah. It was a meme of the, have you seen that meme of the cat? And like in the first frame, the cat's just sitting there. And in the second frame, the cat has that like red eyes, like Snapchat filter on it. I don't think where it's like the crying eyes. I think it's the Jordan eyes. Actually. Oh yeah. 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 And it says like, this is everybody calling for CJ's trade during the off season. And then it says when CJ actually gets traded. Yeah. Fucking <laughs> like, New Orleans. That's, New that's Orleans me. for pennies. <laughs> but like what value does he actually have though too? Like that's what's crazy about that whole like situation is everyone's like, man, he deserved a lot more. And I was even in that camp. I was like, wow, Portland just really sent it there. Like they just, they gave a lot away. At the end of the day though, what value does he actually have? In 2020, I'm like, like 2020 vision, you know what I mean? I'm like, yeah. oh, okay, yeah. It's it's really not. He's not gonna bring a hall. He's not bringing a Ben Simmons hall. No, obviously, he's not bringing James Harden. How ridiculous is that? That Maury got everything he wanted. How ridiculous it is that that we were just watching Ben Simmons sitting on the bench next to Kevin Durant? What the it fuck makes me is uncomfortable. That? It it looks worse than I thought it sounded like. <laughs> That's how I felt when I was seeing it. I'm like, this looks worse than I thought it would be. You well, know? you hope that isn't it, though, when they get on the floor together. Uh, I'm just interested to see. You know what? I hope they dominate just so they can tell all their haters to fuck off low key. But uh, just because they're extremely talented. But at the same time, like that's a fucking head case of a locker room. Yes, it is. And maybe it's the perfect storm. I had brought that up earlier. Is Simmons going to be? The just weird ready one to, is he just ready to beat Embiid's ass? Please give For, us. Philly. I hope so. Please give us Philly Brooklyn, dude. <laughs> we have to see that. But now it's flipped because earlier in the season you would have thought that would have been like a one-seven matchup, and now it's looking like Philadelphia could be in a swinging chance of having a two seed. Yeah, and it's Brooklyn, gonna a, it's gonna be a one-seven. Judging Philly's gonna be in the first. <laughs> uh, judging by what we just watched from Brooklyn, though, looked nasty. Blake Griffin as now the best player on the team. And Steph Curry. Wow. Uh, Seth Curry running the pick and roll. Drummond. Yeah. Trying to get putbacks and just pancaking. Big penguin. <laughs> the big penguin. Uh, let's go ahead and dive into this little video we got right here. It's uh, a, a duel between uh, LeBron James and Paul George coming down the stretch. Adam said he was watching this one earlier. It's a recap from 2011. Or 2012. 2013. Or 13, yeah. May 24th, 2013. Man. So this is the... uh, Nine years ago. This is the uh, Eastern Conference Finals? I think it's the semifinals. Okay. It might be the finals. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is the Eastern Conference Finals. So, like, it's the top two teams in the East. Mm -hmm. And it's Braun trying to get back to play Oklahoma City this year. Yeah. Trying to beat the baby, baby Thunder. How interesting could that have been? The Pacers win. LeBron's legacy is definitely altered big time. Yeah. But could the Pacers pull it off against the Baby Thunder? Or does Kevin Durant, James Harden, and Russell Westbrook they have it? smoke this clown. This clown? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking clown? This guy right here. Just so y'all Watch know, I'm pointing stuff. at Paul George. Watch clown. this. Stuff. It doesn't even look like Paul George. You know, I just don't like the Pauls, dude. Paul Pierce, clown. Paul George, <laughs> fucking clown. Chris Paul? 
Not a big fan of him. Willing to say clown. I'm going to get a lot of hate for that. He's an incredible talent, but clown. Corny. Yeah. Corny like LeBron, but in a bad way. Like Corny like LeBron because he isn't actually the world beater that LeBron has. LeBron's got four rings. What do you got, Chris Paul? Shut the fuck up. Go sit down. <laughs> How good was it for him, though, that his first trip to the Eastern or the, the finals was by beating the Los Angeles Clippers in the Western Conference Finals? Respectable because that's where he came. I liked it. Yeah. I liked seeing that. Yeah. Good story arc. Good I feel you. like I got gaslighted though a little bit by how much the media was eating that story up. Oh yeah. Cause I was like, well, I don't really feel this strongly about this whole redemption arc for Chris Paul. It's just him and Booker. have been amazing. Yeah. You know what I mean? I was like, I'm not this bought into this redemption. Well, story. ultimately it's just like, well, at the end of the day, it's a business guys get traded. Like it's not always just, Oh, this is fate that they're facing this team now in the playoffs. Yeah. It, it is ironic. There's a lot of irony to it, and you and you can buy into that, which is cool. And then sometimes they do talk shit to each other too. They're yeah. shit. Oh, Beverly. Yeah. Paul and Beverly big time got into it. Yeah. Yeah. So it's definitely interesting. Yeah, but if Kawhi Leonard's there, oh squash. Yeah. Good night. You're really gonna put Miles Bridges on Kawhi? Good I'm sorry. He'll still put up forty on him. <laughs> you can play all the good defense you want. He's still gonna put fucking forty on you. Yeah, because it's the playoffs. That's where players decide whether or not they're going to get scored or scored on. Chris Bosh, great stretch four. Mm-hmm. Could not believe it. Like, he hits multiple clutch shots in this game. Looking more clutch than Braun, honestly. Really? So we got young George Hill here on the point. Running the pick and roll. Yep, with Hibbert. Hibbert was just huge. Hibbert was a weird NBA player because he literally had like a year and a half of prime before he fell off. Mm-hmm. Like he fell off at like 27 and looked bad. He got bagged up by the the Hornets, I think after this season and just fell off. Mm-hmm. Wasn't even a rotation player. Pacers just got the ball back off an ugly possession at the rim. Lance Stevenson. Look at this. No, that's just ugly. That was My terrible. God. No foul. That Obviously, Braun with the vision. Wow, D Wade just okay. like I don't know though. Oh yeah, watch this. D Wade literally jumps into his his ear, elbows him. Yeah, oh, D Wade's oh. a dirty player though. Homeboy oh, flop though too. That's just no, wild. Because watch the replay. It's just wild though because that would have been a tech immediately <laughs> nowadays. Yeah, they're just like, nah, we're good. <laughs> and and they're like, yeah, it's fucking D Wade. That's just an immediate flagrant. Yeah, but let's fuck Lance Stevenson. Yeah, but head trauma though. D Wade literally <laughs> jumped right into him. Ah, eh, you can take an elbow here or there. You'll be good. Yeah, take some fucking nature. ibuprofen and wake up in the morning with some. But it's just D Wade trying to get in his head even more. Literally jumps into him and elbowed him. George Hill keeping barely keeping it together. Like, look at Paul George here. Or no, that's Stevenson again. Yeah. God, he's bad, dude. I know, right? He's so fucking bad. Look, and he's pissed. So Dwayne Wade achieved everything he wanted right there. He looks horrible. No wonder that guy's not in the league Overwhelmed. Anymore. See, and you know what the funny thing is, though? Lance Stevenson led the NBA in triple doubles this season. Like, this season of the NBA, he had, like, eight or nine. Nobody yeah. was getting triple doubles back then. How much though. of that was him just fitting into a Vogel system, though? Hundred percent, yeah. Hundred percent of it, yeah. Because he went to the Hornets, he got 
he got signed by the Hornets too. Because he didn't have an identity yet at this point. Yeah. He was just fresh legs. Yeah, exactly. He's just athletic. Yeah. Super athletic. He reminded me of Gerald Green in a, in a weird way. And sadly, it's what Jeff Green was like too. Braun's still on that same shit right here. I know, right? He's hitting the same shots. He hits ridiculous threes. Dude, he dominated in Miami. I know they only they, oh, they they definitely should have won more than two, but like that's the best basketball he's ever played in his life. I don't want to hear. I mean, obviously no. the championship second win Cleveland and Cleveland run was the best. Second Cleveland run was the best basketball he ever played. Yeah, but uh, you could also argue the fact that the, the chip that they won there was the best best season of basketball he's ever played. If you include the postseason, well, yeah. Always the postseason. The postseason is what defines whether or not you had a good season. If you're made. Yeah, exactly. It's always been that way, and that's why. So far, I've seen no Paul George. I don't know. I've only seen Lance Stevenson eat shit. Well, I what was I telling you earlier? The Heat schemed their defense to play a right chest to chest with everybody else on the Pacers except for Lance Stevenson mm-hmm. and bait him into taking those awful shots because he's sadly a low IQ player. They tricked him. Purely instinct player. And there's nothing... Well, there is something Vogel can do about it, but at the end of the day, that's just what's happening. He's just beating his system. The direct thing that Vogel can do is say, hey, uh, Paul George has to bring up the ball every single time. Right. Get the ball out of George Hill's hands. That's a bad shot. It was a good way to... See, you got it. You got the roll there. This is wild. Because they're running Bosch out there at the five, right? Yeah. So they got Chalmers, Wade. I mean, James was on a fucking... uh, Athletically at this point, he's just unstoppable. He he has a ridiculous block, I think, coming up here. (sighs) The three, I think, looks worse now when he takes it, but he's shooting better than he ever has before. He looks... I don't know. He looks like he jumps backwards more than he does forwards. Yeah. Like, look at this. Lance Stevenson has all the time to make a play. Which is funny because Harden like jumps straight up and down. Harden like floats in a weird way. Like another possession of Lance Stevenson. And then they just it up. run. Yep. Exactly. <sighs> Should have been oh, money. Ron really was working for that board. How underrated was that in Miami? The the rebounds? Just Bron's defense. Nice. Oh, definitely much better than any other part of his career better than in Cleveland. Yeah. Yeah. Even second run Cleveland, his defense was better here in Miami, which is just sucks too. Cause he's only gotten smarter. So it's like, just play more on defense. You fuck, <laughs> you know, you can, he can, but it's just, he's older. You know, he's gotta, he's gotta pick and choose. He's gotta maintain. Oh, nice recover. They yeeted him. I don't know. It looks like a flop to me. I mean, they probably found him a little bit. He definitely sold. Well, him. yeah. Is that Steve's elbow to the head? <laughs> <laughs> He's At least like, a few Fuck, minutes afterwards. Man. I mean, he embarrassed him. Elbowed him in the head. Took off running. Flying elbow. No repercussions. Exactly. That's that's the most asinine part. Was no because you're right. And today that would have been and that is asinine. Flagrant one. Oh, easily, easy, easy money. Today it's asinine, but it was, still would have been fun. Yeah. I wish I should. I mean, you had the whole uh, Morris. 
Jokic thing. I mean, how dumb was he for picking a fight with Jokic, honestly? Yeah, that's stupid. And then they want to talk shit about him still afterwards. I'm like, Jokic is huge and Serbian. He could. He probably would murder you if he had to. If he doesn't, his brothers will. Like, he's as scary in the NBA as I feel like like Khabib is in the UFC. You know what I mean? It's yeah. like, <laughs> this guy has probably seen some fucked up shit in these wild-ass countries that are dictatorships. Like This is totally off topic, but Joey Diaz was talking the other day about those Russian-Serbian fighters talking mm-hmm. about how they didn't. They don't go to the gym, but they like cut down trees and pick up the trees, and that's their workout. And it's yeah. like Jesus. Yeah, these men are literally grizzly bears. Yeah, fighting in like imagine being a California-born fighter that's just gone through every like stage of Rocky. Yeah, and then you're fighting a guy that's literally from the deep woods in Russia. Yeah, he's probably wrestled bears. And yeah, one, and one animal instinct. You can see it in his eye. He's partly removed from being a human. Yeah. <laughs> It's a different thing. Oh, gee. George with the, the bailout. God, nice fucking D. My God. Just picking them apart. But do you remember the other day, though, when I, I messaged the group chat and I said, I said, imagine Jokic on this Miami Heat team. Mm-hmm. That was a bad possession from Braun. Imagine Jokic on this heat. Oh, it would be over. Like Jokic bringing the ball up and he's got Wade and Braun to, to dime. Could it ever be better? That's what. Uh, yeah, you just throw in. You take out. Uh, who's is Isaiah Thomas on the floor right now? No. Oh, okay. Isaiah Thomas. He wasn't on that team. Ray Allen was, wasn't he? Yeah. Okay, so you take out Hill and you replace him with Rondo, and then you also have Jokic, <laughs> but like Rondo, Rondo and Jokic, Wade and Bosch and Braun. It's over. It would have never lost. That team would never lose, especially this era, Rondo. That's this what was I mean. like low key triple double Rondo. You take the you take the era of 2013 Rondo, and then you give him Jokic current Jokic. It's over. <laughs> That's not even a, honestly. If you just throw in Rondo instead of Hill alone, they got Gerald Green too. Yeah, true. Paul George looks green, doesn't he? Looks young, young Very compared young. to where he is now. Very young. I mean, just physically. Look at George Hill, though. They iced him on the second free throw. He is. Look at him. Like, how can you? How are you not putting out body language that you're feeling it? Yeah, he's nervous. Yeah, like. You know, when Eminem said on the surface, he looks calm and ready. That's not the case with this guy. Exactly. (laughs) He just looks nervous. (laughs) That's it. That's the end of the story. He looks nervous. Everybody looks nervous right now, though. Spolstra sweating a little bit. You saw it, the quick hand yeah. dab. Yeah. He's not afraid to sweat a little bit. <laughs> he gets in the They're trench. in Miami. They're all sweating. He gets in the trenches, dude. Imagine if he would have done that. I'm so excited to see this my this current Miami Heat team in the playoffs. So am I. I want to see him have that I'll, dog mentality. I want him to be healthy and just smoke some clowns. I want them to go up like... They'll probably, I hope they just sweep in the first round. See, that's what I'm saying. I don't care. I don't really care who it is they face in the first round, but I just hope they crush them. Just fucking crush them. What if it's the 76ers? Wouldn't that be wild? Like a, like a 3 6 matchup, the 76ers. Harden would just leave in the offseason. <laughs> yeah, because how real are the, he signed the extension. Apparently, like it's not. He came out and said it isn't real. I feel like, uh, 
Yeah. Indiana Why is this being struggling. reported so back and forth? The Harden has has he or has he not signed the extension? Yeah. Well, and then there's like the, rumors going around that he uh, the reason he hasn't signed it is because he's not going to sign it. He's going to go into free agency with them and sign a lesser deal so they can free up room around the edges to sign a third max player. And then apparently he just put those rumors to rest. Kyrie. <laughs> Kyrie's off the books next Kevin year Durant. too. That would be they trade. They trade for Ben Simmons. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but he put those to rest allegedly. But honestly, like we don't know with this guy either, because Steve Nash was also saying, "Yeah, we're not trading him. <laughs> He's gone. Yeah, <laughs> He's fucking gone. It's unreal. You just can't trust anybody like in the NBA when it comes to sources." Pat fucking Riley. It's all just a gamble, especially even Shams and Woj. Yeah. They're throwing out gambles too. Woj has been wrong on a lot of stuff. Yeah. But they write about a lot of big stuff though. Right. Brian Windhorse Loki was in on this one pretty deep too. I know. And Woj was trying to shit on him too. And you know what? I was saying whatever with, about Brian Windhorse too, because it's Brian Windhorse and he does annoy me. Yeah. He's a like, fuck. Not because of the, not even just because of LeBron stuff. He just has such a matter of fact tone about his sources. It's so boring too. Yeah, I don't like. He has very like he always acts like he's saying something so profound when he talks about winning a championship means you never have to say you're sorry. Every time he says that, he makes it sound like it's like this like wake up profound moment. And I'm like, yeah, obviously, like everybody under like. Everybody knows that, especially within that world, like in the front office there. So, yeah, winning one championship, no, you don't have to say sorry. But if you're a team that has expectations from a fan standpoint and a team standpoint or organization to win multiple championships and you have the talent to do so and you don't, there is something to say sorry about. Because how many times has that happened? This Miami Heat team is one of them. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, realistically. Yeah. If they would have got Melo, bro, this is a three-ring team, if not more. They would have had Melo. That's a big question mark, too. I don't think so. Because Melo wanted to be a part of it. If you plug Melo in here, I think it's over. Yeah, it's definitely over. Because then you literally have... You can you trade Chalmers for Melo. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. Yeah. that's <laughs> Offensively, they're unstoppable. Exactly. They're completely unstoppable. They have every part of the floor covered. Bro, if you if you legitimately believe that the mid-range shot and the mid-range size up in isolation is about, the best shot in basketball to watch, right. then you have to treat yourself to some 2012 Carmelo Anthony on the oh, New yeah. York Knicks. Oh, yeah. Because it was out of control. Oh, yeah. On the block. Just cooking people. Loved it. Mellow's three is the thing, though, too, because it looks beautiful. It does. And it's real. It's, it's real, real now. now. It really hasn't been all that real up until this point. Yeah, in his I know. Career. Now it's real. He's adapted, though. Props to him. I know. And then he's coming out here talking about Russ. Like, we all just got to learn to accept our roles. I mean, I think I'm he's like, right. Mello, it took you five seasons. Yeah. Yeah. It's, and uh, Russ is in season one. And yeah, that's a touchy situation. Young Steve Kerr, how about that on the boards up here? Did you see him? Yeah. Young Steve Kerr was on commentary. Look at Frank. Yeah, uh, Steve Kerr was talking about something I was thinking the whole time, too, was LeBron's almost played with a 
sit and watch approach to mm-hmm. the game. Like he was a lion sitting under a tree in like mm-hmm. Kenya in the in the jungle. Mm-hmm. He's just sitting out looking over the plains. And that's how it felt when this Paul George Indiana Pacers team. And like Steve Kerr noted it too. He was like, LeBron is just waiting to take over. He's waiting to jump in at the right moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it just never happens there. Ultimately, they won that series. So that was just a one-off game. The Pacers, I believe, tied the series one-to-one after that. So, I mean, it's not like it was the decisive factor. But it's just games like that that showed you just how mortal that Miami Heat team was. And, mm-hmm. like, how they, how much more mortal they really were than Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. And Draymond Green. Draymond Green, Kevin Durant, and Andre Iguodala as yeah. a five. Like... Game over. That's how screwed everyone was when that lineup was together. It was unfair. But Kawhi Leonard almost did it. But what we're really here for tonight, after all of that great discussion. As we watch Indiana close it out against Miami. Miami. Dude, and that that dirt game is fantastic too. Tying the series 1-1 in the 20... 13 NBA Finals. This, ladies and gentlemen, is an episode of Sign and Trade, and this is one of our great segments here. Because we buy into who's hot and who's not. And I'm just going to read off my first Eastern Conference signing here. The Boston Celtics are impressing me. Big time. Like, the fact that they picked up Derek White, they got Tice back. I mean, I like Daniel Tice. He's not bad. Big body. Knows the defensive system. You know? They better not have him shooting those threes, though. No, no. That was bad. I remember that in the bubble. I was trying to remember one thing distasteful about him that I had watched because I was trying to think of how positive that move is. But then, yeah, those corner bubble threes. Uh-uh. I mean, it's that and the fact that you're icing out Jalen Brown while he's taking those fucking corner threes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but how much of it is the Paul George, the Lance Stevenson situation? You let your system defense make that an open shot. And if he's got confidence to take it, then if you I'm live with the team, him. I'm living with that. Exactly. With a smile on my face. <laughs> Honestly, I'm walking around with some BDE, bud. I'm fucking like, they're going to let this guy, they're going to let their fate rest on this guy's shoulder. Hog time. Yeah. Facts. Facts. Uh, Boston, I'm just liking it lately. I I low-key stand the Derek White move because Derek White... Everyone's shilling for that. I'm shilling for it, dude. Like, he's a pop guy. And you know what that means? That means he he came up in Pop's system. He knows how to play good defense. Mm-hmm. He plays great positional defense. He's a good passer, an okay three-point shooter, and an okay scorer to be athletic guy. He was like, there was something I forgot to, I left out on one of our past podcasts of like two episodes ago. And I was talking about why like Greg Popovich his his motives around the NBA. He buys into his guys. That's why Bam and well not Bam, but um Derek White and then uh Keldon Johnson, they were all always on the team USA mm-hmm. as the end of the bench guys. Because Pop is like, I know who's gonna give me energy, effort, and defense. And plus, you think about that, Derek White being on select teams with Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown on Team USA. He's already developed some chemistry with them there. 
And it's just something to build. Everything about that move is just something great to build off of because think about the defensive potential of this five. I have it written down here. They have two defensive facilitators, Marcus Smart, Derek White, two young ISO wings, Tatum and Brown, and two defensive or and two four to five hybrids, Horford and Williams. And now they've added Tice as their third center, which is fantastic because now they get rid of all of Ennis Cantor's minutes and you don't have to suffer from him on defense anymore. They have Grant Williams, who's playing great four defense and is actually looking reliable from three this year, which is a huge improvement. That's all he needed to do to be a good player. We'll start hitting his threes more consistently. And then they also have Peyton Pritchard. So they have completely tightened the rotation to eight, eight guys, which is perfect for the playoffs. And I swear to you, the defense and system that can come out of just Smart, Brown, and Tatum is next level and more than worth it for the playoffs because it's going to get you success. They've been to the Eastern Conference Finals twice with that core. With like this core minus Marcus Morris and Terry Rozier. And that's something we've always said about them is the experience that this team has uh, should scare a lot of people because they haven't even hit their primes yet in terms of their two stars. Marcus Smart has recently also started, uh, from what I've heard, is taking less of a uh, playmaker role or less of a shooting role and more of a playmaker role. Like he's he's passing the ball more rather than just talking about how he can do it. Good. He's actually doing it, so that's good. I don't know how sold I am on the Derek White thing, and that's why I couldn't quite put them as... A sign. I almost want to sign them off the principle that like Brad Stevens was willing to make some moves. Yes. Yeah. And I said that on the last podcast about like respect to him. Like, what do we know now? We're know that we're we know that he's willing to make trades in order to at least do something that's gonna be competitive. Like moved off of Schroeder and Josh Richardson. That that's great. Yeah, he's trying to compete in the playoffs. He's tightening up the rotation with some guys who can actually bring value to the team. Yeah. Um Let's look at these stats here. Yeah, bring up Tatum because he has been insane. 25, 8, and 4. 43 from the field. 32 from 3. 84 from 3 throw effective of 50. That's not that great. He's scoring. Average at best. You know, that 3 is dipped down some. Now, Brown's numbers are going to be crazy, but I don't put too much. Like 23, 6, and 3. 35 from three, that's fine. 45 from the field, 77 from free throw. That's pretty good. But look at the games, though. 45 compared to Tatum. Tatum's played every game, which is 50. At least 50. 11, three, and five from Marcus Smart. That's good, though. The three was higher than both Tatum and Browns, though. Did that say 37? Here, you can actually go down down to... uh, Derek White for the year, 14, three, and five. 42 from the field, 30, 30 from three, 30 from three, 86 from the free throw line. That's nice. 49. How many attempts on the free throw though? Two, three, three attempts. He's actually down to, he's shooting six threes per game at Boston, shooting 25%. Let's check out how many games here. Oh, uh, you can go back up and I'll tell you per game though. Well, I was looking at uh, their record. What, how many of their last like 10 games they've won? That's back up at the top. Is it? Yeah, because it's got like a little graph there. Back down. Keep going. See, they got a lot of green right now. 
obviously it's the Boston Celtics, but they got a lot of green in the win columns. Yeah, they do. One more game before the All-Star break. Yeah, I mean, I wanted to sign them just because I traded them in our uh, uh, early season signer trade. So at the start of the season there, I traded them. So I, was I mean, that's looked I like a them. smart trade until literally the last, what, <laughs> three weeks? Yeah, and how long is that going to last? But like I said, I, uh, just off of principle alone, I kind of wanted to sign them. I'll go ahead and hit you with uh, my first Western Conference signing here. Signed him at the beginning of the season. Signing them now. They're real. They're real enough in a Western Conference that's seemingly broken. Memphis Grizzlies. Okay. Yeah, I respect it. I mean, just can't can't go underrated here. They're sitting in the three seed right now. Memphis Grizzlies. That's what you got to do. <laughs> you were going for it, bro. <laughs> Look at this. Memphis. See, this is why we need, we this is why we need someone to be Jamie. Yeah, exactly. Marcus Saul, the all-time leader or all-time top to in the win shares. That's ridiculous. How much stock do I put into win shares, though? Not much. I'm going to rant on my Grizzly, putting them 26-5-6. On 33% from three, on 49 from the field, and 75 from free throw. Pretty nice. That's pretty damn good. John Morant looking real nice. Look at that. Jaron Jackson, 16, 6 and 1. 41 from the field, 32 from three. Not bad for Jaron Jackson Jr. from three. 80% from the free throw line. You know what's really surprising me here is these last few players we've looked at, their three-point percentage has not been all that impressive. Not at all. Desmond Bain at 41. Okay, yeah, that's line. pretty nuts. 90% from the free throw what's line. What's the attempts, though, on that on the three? At least... <laughs> Almost seven. That's pretty, nice. pretty damn good. <laughs> You're right. That's pretty damn good. How perfect of a catch-and-shoot player is he, though? He is insane he... at it. Yeah. 17.6 points per game. That's nice. Over 55 games. Consistency. Yeah, the Memphis Grizzlies are gonna are gonna be impressive to see in the playoffs. I've been on the I've been on this train since it's the start of the season, and it's only gotten more real. I don't like, however, I don't like the John Moran MVP conversation. He's just not at that level. Yeah. He just hasn't earned that respect. I mean, it's yeah, true. Even though his and that's what makes it kind of hard, though, to say that Derrick Rose maybe won the last youngest MVP. Like, mm-hmm. there's just guys in the league right now that Giannis, Jokic, and Embiid. You're not going to touch them. Yeah, you can't. And then behind that, there's LeBron, KD, Steph Curry. And that's not even, like, a bad thing. Like, No, it's not a bad thing that maybe he's not you'll in that be, tier yet. Maybe you'll be that guy that, one day. With great power comes great responsibility. Yeah, exactly. His jaw there yet. I, lo- I I love the fact that this team is doing well, though, because like like I said, I mean, in a Western Conference that's seemingly broken, it's just a shit show. You got Phoenix looking to become the next powerhouse in the West for like the next like three seasons. You got Golden State slowly coming back to life if they can manage to just stay healthy. Yeah, they're just a threat. Draymond. 
That thing falls kind of falls apart without Draymond more so than Steph. That's it the does. crazy part. Yeah, it does. But it's also nice getting fucking combined sixty points from like Steph and Clay Thompson, like they did the other night against the Lakers. Yeah, Clay went the fuck off on them, bro. Went off on them. That, Coming down the stretch, just embarrassed him. I feel like Clay is just gassing up for the playoffs. You know he wants it against LeBron too. Yeah. They both do. That whole team wants it. Draymond probably more than anyone. Really. <laughs> Because he got dicked in 2016. <sighs> I mean, that would be two up on them from that series. Because they already got one in 17 after them. Memphis got an offensive rating of 113. They're no, you f- know who... They're fifth in that. You know who Golden Seventh State in defense with is KD. Are you seeing this? Yeah, the record is honestly blowing me away. But that, yeah, fifth and seventh. The net rating is fifth. What do you got to be in both to win a chip? Strong defensively. Top 10. You got to exactly. be top 10 in both to win the chip. Look at that record, though. If you would have told me that Memphis would be sitting at 41 and 18 before the before the All-Star break, I would have told you you were lying. They have the fifth highest net rating, too, plus five. Yeah. Good God. Just fucking impressive, dude. Look at that attendance, though. They're in the bottom 10. That's sad. That's not sad. Good for them. You know what I mean? Yeah. Good for a small market team. Everyone wants to act like they're not... You know what I mean? Everyone's, what was me on the small market team? You just had one winning chip. Yeah. <laughs> you got Memphis tearing it up. Like, shut the fuck up. Denver. You got the Cavs. Denver. Denver. Yeah. You got the Cavs. I mean, the Cavs have the, forever have the LeBron stench on them, but. <laughs> stench. That's the truth. I can't say stench. I haven't soured on LeBron. I love LeBron. Can never sour yeah. on LeBron. Let's go. Let's get a peek right, real quick at the the standings, back on the homepage. Let's go ahead and uh, hit them with a uh, Eastern Conference trade. Then I got one right here. Let's do the fun one first before we get serious. I have a double trade coming out of the East, and that's the Knicks and the Hawks both combined into one team. I traded the Knicks. So let's talk about it. I fucking traded their ass because they're trash. They, they are, trash. are whooping on the hapless Nets right now. What was it? Like 52 to 26 at one point? Yeah, that doesn't count, though. No. Let's be real. That doesn't count. You're not real. You're 25 and 33 right now. You're in the boat with the Lakers in terms of fakeness. 12th in the East. Just deep Man, down there. they are almost... Outside a, of the play-in. They're almost a bottom three NBA. Bottom four Eastern Conference team. How does Tibbs feel? Let's look at these jokers. He should feel like his seat's pretty hot, honestly. <laughs> what the fuck is going on? Here, go to the teams tab. Hover over the teams tab. It's right there, Adam. Damn. No, we're looking at Walt Frazier. <laughs> Walt Frazier's done. Shout out to Walt Frazier, though. Shout out to Walt Frazier, dude. Is from Cleveland. Oh, here we go. God, they're minus. Minus 1.5 overall. Yikes. God. 28th pace in the league. They play slow and they play badly. That's what <laughs> this is telling us right now. 108 offensive rating. And they're minus five on a net rating, 110 in defense. They're scratching at the top 10 in defense. That's just Thibodeau's system, strictly. It's not even that they have good defenders. 
Look at this the trash trade or the trash signing of offseason. <laughs> this fucking and then we have to look him in the face as you say that. That's it's deceitfully good right now, but he's garbage. Like this is just better on paper right here. 14, 3 and 1, 42 from the field, 39 from three, 72 from the free throw percentage, and a 54 effective field goal percentage for Mr. Evan Fournier. What I think is one of the Next to the Russ situation, probably one of the worst signings in the offseason. I think the Russ thing is just in a whole nother class. <laughs> just because it went like the this worst. This is the B class way. and Russ is the A. Yeah, because like the Russ situation is like, yeah, if it works out, it's going to be amazing. But like I always say, if it's bad, it's going to be really fucking bad. We got the worst possible version and they're getting the worst possible version of this fucking clown in New York. Go down to, uh, I think it's not per game. It's the next one. Is it total? Yeah, totals. And it shows you their plus minus. What's the total that? Just keep scrolling. Yeah, totals. No. Per- Whichever one tells you plus minus. Maybe it's below this one. Per 100. Advanced. Maybe it's advanced. I mean, the it's net plus rate. minus. They got your defensive Look rate. at that. Per 100 possessions, 113 points. Per 100 possessions, 108 points that he's scoring. Down from last year. So, I mean, the thing is, is, oh, here, go back up. Yeah, they have box plus minus and then the one up there. There it is. He's minus seven right now. Minus 0.7 and he's giving you exactly zero on the offensive end, even though the numbers look good. That's just sad. Like he's, he's not fitting into the defensive system at all. He's getting targeted. Just embarrassing. And then he's barely keeping pace with his man on offense. Hmm. Garbage son. They gave him the bag. Didn't they give him like $70 million? Let's check it out. Fournier contract number two. Because that's from everybody in New York searching his contract. Four Four for 73. 73. How do you feel about that, Adam, if you're New York right now? I feel about the same as the Orlando Magic, who are paying Jonathan Isaac that much to not play basketball because he's been hurt. Played two games into 2020. Not a good look. I'm trading. Played two games in the bubble. Ship them. Both wastes. Yeah. Ship him back to Orlando. Both Orlando Magic players. I fully agree, though, with the Knicks being a trade. Uh, there's nothing for them to save to save this season. And for the Hawks, I'm feeling the same way. The Hawks should be thanking the Wizards that the Wizards are free-falling so hard because the Hawks would be right out of it too, and they're not looking like they're in good position to win a play-in game. Sitting at 10th right now, 27 and 30. Could the Hornets beat them in a play-in game? Or does Trey Young just take over? I think ultimately Trey Young takes over, but it'd be fucking interesting to see. I'd love it. Lamelo versus Trey. That would be awesome. Uh, that'd give Melo some clout. 27-3-9 and nine for Trey. 45 from the field. 37 from three. 89 from the free throw. Effective 52. Uh, field goal attempts at 20. Over 20. Wow. Uh, shooting 45. That's pretty damn good. Um, almost eight three-point attempts. Shooting 37. Good volume. Decent percentage Desmond uh, Bain like probably looks a little bit better too uh yeah Trey Young's looking good but 
It's just the rest. It's the rest of the team. Look at Collins. We got a, that's your next one. 16, 7, and 1, 53 from the field goal, 38 from three, 79 from the free throw, 58. I mean, that doesn't look bad, but like, I mean, how many games back are they right now? Pretty far, nine and a half. Not from the top. Yeah, they're nine and a half from the from uh the one. I'm talking about from oh the, the playing. Yeah, we got. Like There's six games. games behind Boston. Who's in the six? Yeah, and they're like two games behind the Hornets. Not that far behind the Nets, but that's gonna be. I mean, that's gonna be really interesting to see what happens there. The Nets are about to be praying to be 500 over the next two weeks. Just as much shade as the Lakers deserve. <laughs> Uh, Kevin Herter, don't really believe him in a postseason setting. Yikes. 11-3-2, 45 from the field, 37 from three, 81 from the free throw line. Clint Capella, where are we at? 10-12-1. I mean, that's a good amount of rebounds. Look at that free throw percentage. That's not bad. 46? Oh. Oh, the free throw is bad. The field goal is not bad, though. No, the field goal is not bad. What is it? 50? I just don't. 59%. I don't fine. believe in this depth. Everyone wants to talk about them being deep. Remember everyone was saying at the beginning of the season. Where? They're deep. They're so deep. What are you talking about? Gallinari? Is that depth? Lou Will. Is that depth? Old, old ass Lou Will. Gorgi Dang. Gets like minutes for them. See how many minutes this fucking clown's getting. Are you kidding me? Gorgi Dang. Three, three, and zero. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Not Go, you, wait, him. wait. Let's see the minutes. Go down. 9.1. That's bad. Shouldn't even get 1.9. <laughs> Sheesh. Bogdanovich, probably the only depth piece that they have that I even I don't even like believe that. in. 13, 3, and 2. That's not bad. The 3 is way down. It looks like it's 47 off. already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and Trey Young... Got way too big of a head last year. Let's be real about that. Could the Mavericks... Do you think there would have been possibility that Mavericks could have swung a trade? Bogdanovich. And Collins? No. I'm saying you're just calling on Bogdanovich for Porzingis. I think I'd take that over Dinwiddie. Yeah. Uh, What's funny, though, is that after literally one game of those guys stepping in, Bertans has looked good. If they could have got, honestly, if they could have got Lou Will and Bogdanovich. I like that. Lou Will gives it one last hell. Yeah. I mean, he just takes takes a few minutes. I mean, yeah, you can survive to give Lou Will 15 minutes in the regular season. And then the whole Cam Reddish thing with the Atlanta Hawks got rid of him. Yeah, apparently he's not that good. Apparently he's not that good or Tom Thibodeau just don't want to fucking play him. Both. Yeah. He doesn't like young guys for some reason. Yeah. He wants to play 36-year-old Taj Gibson at center minutes for the for the Knicks. Well, how's that for depth for you there, Atlanta? You got Kevin Knox on your bench. Sit the fuck down. You ain't doing nothing in the postseason sitting 10th right now. Traded. If we had a stamp Absolutely. right now, I'd be stamping him. Traded. <laughs> Done. Let's go ahead and hit him with a Western Conference trade. I'm going to get a little hot here, Adam. It's time. 
Los put Angeles them, Lakers. Put them to bed. Los put Angeles Lakers. To bed. It's 90, 98.5% over this, this season. Can I read you what I wrote for this? It's not, I feel like it has to be read out loud. I don't usually read my notes verbatim. Ownership is now ready to be unwilling, is known now to be unwilling to budget future assets and luxury money to, to improve now. Fair enough, but lost the rust situation. The rust situation is eroding dangerously. AD has not been up to par. And Braun is simply in checklist mode while he waits for the team to, to balance out. Where he's scoring and getting the, the records, you know, passing Kareem. He's in checklist mode. He's going to try to come back in. He's not, he's not a two-peat, not a three-peat guy. He just isn't. Yeah, but if he wins one more, then it's just LeBron James. You know what I mean? Like, it, he's already there, but, like, that would just make it even more, like... Here's what sucks about the whole thing is I want him to win one where he is kind of piggybacking off of Anthony Davis. I want yeah. him to have his Dwayne Wade championship. Yeah. Give him that. But better than D Wade. But we're just not getting that. I hope we I hope we do. I hope we get it next season. I hope they come out of this and they fucking destroy people next year. I hope they somehow salvage this some way. I think there's roots for that to happen. Malik Monts probably played himself into some money. Yeah. He might be an asset that you could sign and trade. To some degree. Yeah, because somebody like imagine being able to sell. Okay, what if they could sell to San Antonio for you get like Monk and they finally get somebody to buy on THT and they sell them that first round draft pick even though that goes against what I had heard about them for Pirtle and like Vassell two big forwards Pirtle is obviously a five that you can start long-term and have AD at the four mm -hmm. because you don't want to run AD at the five all season. Mm -hmm. Pirtle is solid as fuck. He will come in and play good defense and he can stand beside AD in the block instantly. That That's like a easily top four defense. regular season defense. You right. know what I mean? Especially if Bron's like semi-bought in. Right, and exactly. And LeBron's just, LeBron's just roaming the outside of the paint and letting them guys in there. Mm -hmm. I mean... We saw all the expiring guys for next year. They can definitely pick up some guards that can fit in. If right. Russ is there, Russ is there. And I'm willing to part with Melo for depth. I'm willing to not re-sign Melo. No, I'm bringing Melo back because Melo's low-key been like the fifth most important player on the Lakers. Yeah, but like, let's be honest. He kind of has to be the fifth most important player on the Lakers. And I just, don't know if, I just don't know if you can, you can go into the postseason with that on your team and expect to get abused on defense. Big yes. Time. Nothing against mellow at all. I just don't think you realistically, at least for this situation, this team that can't like, yeah, we're going to mellow as our sixth best player into the postseason against guys like Steph Curry and Clay Thompson and Devin Booker. Yeah, he cannot, Paul. cannot. Yeah. I was going to say, imagine like, even imagine just a Mikhail Bridges versus mellow mm -hmm. matchup. Bridges is so athletic. He will get around mellow at any point and get anything he wants. And hit the corner three. Chris Mello gets switched on to Chris Paul. Good night. Oh, yeah. Mello actually low key Chris Paul gets switched on to anybody. Yeah. That's not a guard. And it's yeah. Devin Booker's gonna cut cook Mello. Yeah. 
Booker especially. I, I low-key want to see the rematch, though. I just want a miracle to happen and the Lakers get the rematch and they beat them. I'm, swe- <laughs> I'm sweating. Yeah, I'm sweating if they get rematched with the Suns because it's going to be an easy sleeper. I'm sweating that they even make it into the fucking play-in. I know. Let's yeah. be honest. And that's a lot of people call me like a like Mitch for sure. And then I like we get shit sometimes on Twitter about it, like being in like Lakers stands. But it's like at the same time, I talk shit about them when I need to talk shit about them. And I have not You've done back. nothing but talk bad about them all year. Right. Literally nothing bad about them all year. We said if it goes bad, it's going to be really bad. And we got the absolute worst possible route that it's going to win. There was one of two ways it could have went. And it went the way we didn't want it to. What if, could you imagine hearing that from your future self, like us back in like the end of September and then like you can just hear one sentence from yourself and all of a sudden it's just Russ isn't playing the fourth quarter of closeout games. And you're like, what? Like Russ isn't even on the floor during closeout games in the fourth. But you could take that one of two ways. You're probably like, Oh, good. The Lakers have figured it out and they're just blowing out teams and Russ is sitting in the fourth to preserve it. Or it's Russell Westbrook cannot literally exist on the floor as Anthony Davis and LeBron in crunch time moments. Just in general. Just, yeah, in general. It it can't work. You never know it until you do it. You can theorize all you want. Yeah, because we all wanted Houston Russ where Russ is just cutting and slashing and playing point center. And that's never going to happen. What did what did Mike D'Antoni tell Russ? Why is Mike D'Antoni the point, the point guard whisperer? And he even whispered it to Russ to where Russ actually sort of listened. But Frank Vogel, it's like him talking literally to an 18-foot concrete wall. Yeah, it's weird. He does not have good chemistry with uh, Frank Vogel. No. I don't want to hear the shit that he has no chemistry with Anthony Davis because I think that's yeah. False. I think yeah. I think a lot of the noise has probably made things uncomfortable for them. And that's probably hurt their chemistry. But honestly, you can't, you can't blame it all on that though. Yeah. That can't be the excuse. They're an easy trade. They're an easy trade. Let's just say it. Yeah. It has to be done. Like I had written it up before and I really wanted to sign them. I was trying to convince myself because it was for the trade deadline. And then the trade deadline happened. And I was like, this is done. Yeah. This is done. This season, it's done. Yeah, Like, they it's are not winning a championship this season. I, I just said 98.5. I'm willing to say 99.5%. I'll done. say 93. It's 93. Nine, <laughs> I think it's 99, dude. It's fine. I'm still going to see them beat Cavs, the Cavs' ass, though, in March. Yeah. Bron's going to put 50 on them and put them to sleep. Bron always shows out when he's in Cleveland. Just, I'm just ready for it. Yeah, because also the Cavs have Larry Markinen playing the three. And LeBron would eat that alive every day. Even 37, Bron. Why don't we go ahead and hit him with a Western Conference signing? So do we get the tough conversation out of the way or not? Or do we do the fun one first? Because the tough conversation is that I am signing the Los Angeles Clippers. In the Western Conference. That's a bad look. I don't think it's bad because Tyron Liu is a guy that understands rotations and wings better than almost anybody in the NBA. They have no legitimate chance of competing against some of these high-level players on these other teams. Against the two best players on every other team in this top 
five, bro. I'm on this. Well, definitely top six because Jokic is down there. They don't have anyone to actually compete without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard out there. Okay. Well, you're talking about Devin Booker, Chris Paul, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, John Morant, Desmond Bain, Rudy Gobert, Don Mitchell, Luka Doncic, and uh, Jalen Brunson. At this point, it's not Spencer Dinwiddie. That's just beyond. <laughs> Jokic, Maxi, Jokic in the hall, the, in the in the club. I mean, Jokic in the club. <laughs> Jokic in the gang. They ain't competing with that. Yeah, I'm. I don't know. The Jazz. Yeah, they can beat them. The Grizzlies. Yeah, they could probably beat them. I don't know. The Grizzlies, without without Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. Well, Paul George is a. And allegedly rumored to be looking at a two to four week window before he's reevaluated and could come back for the end of the season. But Norm Powell has broke his foot. That hurts. Yeah, that hurts too, because that was looking scary for a moment. But they got rid of Ibaka. Which they, was a nice move. They got rid of Winslow and Bledsoe. To my dearly betrothed, why the fuck do they play for my team? And they picked up Roko, which sounds good. It is. It has been good so far. I've been peeping his stats for the Clippers, man. He's like just playing okay. Like he's putting up like eight or nine points per game, handful of rebounds. It's time to put the Clippers to their ringer here. Let's put them through the ice. DeAndre box. Jordan as your second best overall play. That's just sad. Offensive rating of 107, 26th in the league. That's bad. Nice defense, defense, though. Yeah, one hundred and nine, eighth of uh, eighth of the league, minus one point four on the net rating, not looking good. Terrence man's good Jackson. though, man's nice. There is there's truth to what you're saying about uh, Tyrone's coaching ability though. I mean, everything's a chess match for him. He but, speaks wings. Yeah, in the postseason, I mean, that's got to be respected. But Terrence Mann's one of your. Top guys scoring 10, 5, and 2. Reasonable efficiency. 48 from the field, 35 from 3, 73 from the free throw, effective 53. Great defense. Solid defense. Let's take a look at Reggie. Oh, Reggie Jackson. Not a fan of this guy. I'm not a fan of this guy. 16, 3, and 4, 39. Somebody on Reddit described Reggie as a matchup nightmare the other day. I was like, are you fucking kidding me? Get in a bag, too. <laughs> Check that shit out. No, he's not. He's on like a 216 contract. He's 222, 11 mil. That's not bad for Reggie. He's getting a bag. That's too big a bag for that guy. That 39 from the field. That's bad. 32 from three. Yeah. That's bad. Your free throws, you're only saving grace. And on how many attempts? Two. Yikes. Not getting the line very much. This is what you're relying on. Did that just on. say nine threes per game, though? Seven threes per game. 16 shots per game, though, on 39%. Yikes. That is pretty bad. That's too low of a percentage from three for the volume, too. Yeah. If you're Seven gonna, shots per game. If you're going to yeah. shoot seven, you better at least be shooting like 36, 37%. Yeah. If you're authorized like that. So this is what threw a lot of salt on this signing for me as well, because I was kind of in the midst of like in a drift of writing about what I liked about what they had done and kind of like how much their future intrigues me. But then 
you look at teams and you say, how often do we just bank on pure health? Mm-hmm. And what is this Clippers team not? Pure health. Kawhi's out until next year. We've known that all along. PG's been out for an extended period of time too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if all the pieces are there together and working and healthy, this team could be amazing. But if it doesn't come together, Terrence Mann is your best player going into a playoff series. We've also seen a team that's pretty close to this team all together against the Denver Nuggets with an absolute advantage. Yeah. Up 3-1 and completely choked. We've seen them completely healthy and they fell below expectations. See, they got a lot of gas because they pretty handily beat the Jazz who are fake. The Mavericks, though, grinded them the fuck out. Yeah, because round the Mavericks one. are so real with Luka in the playoffs. Grinding them out, dude. Luka's playoff stats are just the most beautiful things you've ever seen. They were down against Luka. In that they were part of the... I mean, yeah, a good part of that is... All of it is just the Mavs couldn't execute. Couldn't and, out-execute Kawhi. And they, uh, they couldn't out-coach Tyrone Lue. Yeah, absolutely bodied on the rotations end. Yeah. I mean, they, they failed. Running that. Morris at center. What kind of experiment is that? Smoked them. That's the thing about Zubox too, is that Zubox, this said person I quoted earlier said that he could go off for 15 or 20 in a single game. And I'm like, Zubox is giving you like eight points at best. Yeah. I mean, like he gets right? played right off the floor in the play. <laughs> You're right. 9.6. Yeah. Nine points a game, eight rebounds. That's, not that many rebounds for a big guy. Yeah. He's seven too, right? He's seven foot. I need, I need like what? 12 out of you at least. I mean, if he's a starting caliber Western conference center, that's not going to get played off the floor in the playoffs. Yeah. Seven last year. <laughs> Why are we buying into this guy? Now here's the, here's the, here to your point about health though. What if some of these juggernauts at the top aren't healthy? What if this scrappy team does pull something off? Because of health. I mean, they're right back there in the Western Conference Finals again. Like, No, they're not making it that far. I'm saying they pull off like a miracle. I mean, if like if you pull off a miracle, is it so hard to say that you're not in the Western Conference Finals? You make it through a tough first Without round Without Paul matchup? George and Kawhi Leonard, yes. With Paul George, though? Mm. I don't May. believe it, though. I don't believe that don't Paul believe George is going to take them to the second round of the playoffs at this point. Considering how the West is, I understand signing them. Just because, like, wh- look at the Western Conference, dude. It just uh, kind of a wreck mess. this year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, look, Timberwolves are uh, the Timberwolves right now are in a play-in, and you can also say in the same frame of breath. So are the Lakers. That's embarrassing. That's a mess. If the Blaze, if the Blazers literally go in front of the Lakers, I will lose hope any hope in this Lakers front office. There's no way. They're so far back. They're like five games back, six games back. But still, though, you know, like, they yeah. just need to get it going. But the Clippers, I mean, look Sitting at them. At eighth, they're eight, in the playing tournament. Just yeah. below 500. The norm thing hurts, yes. And that kind of puts a damper on this signing, too, because I didn't really know that until today, that, that norm <laughs> broke his foot, and I think it just happened. Right. So that's... Big, but I mean, they also, they got off of key guys that they were giving minutes, Bloodstone, Winslow, especially. And now people on the Portland Trailblazers subreddit are trying to shill for them, saying that they're the energy guys we needed. I'm like, Eric Bledsoe 
and Justice Winslow are who we over need. Norm Powell and Robert Covington. Yeah, I'm like, come on. Shit, I'll take Norm Powell over all three of those guys alone, quite frankly. It's just sad. We're in disarray. Total incomplete. But you're looking here, right here at the Timberwolves sitting at 31 and 27. The Clippers are at 29, 31. How soon could this right here just tank the yeah. Timberwolves? And then the Clippers just slowly rise up. I don't think they're cracking here at the Nuggets at the sixth seed, 32, 25. But I could see the Clippers ending up seventh in the West. And I don't know. What if they played the Lakers and Lakers lost against them? And the that Lakers have to try to fight for their life against... Or no, they'd be eliminated. That'd be it. You'd be done. Yeah. You'd be done, so... I mean, all this is telling me right now, looking at it, is that the Nuggets are right where they want to be. First round matchup against Memphis. That's a pretty good matchup for Yoke. And especially if Jamal Murray and Michael Porter Jr. are coming back, because I feel like they'll... Right now, what John Morant and the Grizzlies are, even though they're doing great right now, I feel like Jokic and Murray... That's That'd a, be a fun matchup. That's a step aside. I love, and I'd love to see that though. Cause I would know, love Jaw's to see be going at him. Oh yeah. I mean, is Jokic not the most dunkable on center in the NBA too? He is. Because he doesn't have a lot of verticality. But he's going to turn around and hit some just goofy oh, ass shit on you and embarrass ridiculous. you. Yeah. yeah. Oh, he's going to close out games on you. Yeah. And do, like, you remember that buzzer beater he had against the Jazz? Like, I think 2020 season. It, it was the year of the bubble before everything was havoc. Mm -hmm. And he hit that little ridiculous, like he caught the ball, took one little half step in, not even like anything that looked clever. It was literally just a little half slow step in and then just went and hit the mid-range fadeaway over Gobert yeah. for the game. And it was like, how? <laughs> it was like the way that he shoots the ball, he positions it with his hand like this mm -hmm. and his hand goes flat on the bottom. Mm -hmm. Like, and all he does is just push up and it goes up in this rainbow and it's just bloop. drops down. Yeah. Like somehow, like when the, it's like he and Kyrie share the same skill of somehow with their mind, they can make the ball increase its level of gravity once it hits the rim mm -hmm. and like the touch that it has around, like, it's like, what is this? It's untouchable. Literally. Untouchable. Yeah. Clippers could sneak around. They could sneak around there on the fringe. Definitely. For if we sure. get Mavs and Clippers, though, again in the first round, that's just rough. Time for Luka to shine. Yeah, especially this year. It'll be funny. It's not against Kawhi and Paul The George, boneless but... Los Angeles Clippers. That'd, yeah, that'd be good for confidence. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Because you'd, be, you'd still be beating Marcus Morris. Yeah. Morris is still out there. And Luke, you know you got beef with him. <laughs> you'd be squashing that. Yeah. Jackson, too. Luke is going to be put up like 56 a game. Yeah. Oh, that would be, I wish. In a sweep. Right now, what do they got? A little bit of momentum, though. Yeah, somewhat. Because they were just catching such a nice upward drift. And they came back and won against the Wizards the other night. And they were down like 28 points going into the fourth. Mm -hmm. So, like, it's just... They're not legitimately competing with one of these. No, I'm on the They are top not competing three. with that top three there. Yeah, I'll tighten it up from the top six. I'm willing to say top six, but realistically, not the top three. There's no, there's no Eastern Conference final or Western Conference finals for these guys. Uh, let me go ahead and give you a signing from the East. You had to do that. Another easy one, but deserves the respect. The Cleveland Cavaliers. I'm glad you did it. They deserve it, dude. You didn't want to do it, did you? 
No, I wanted to see Mitch is just going to hate on that. So you I wanted to trade him? him? No, I didn't want to trade him. Certainly not. 35 and 23, dude. Sitting at fourth in the East. Only two games back from, from Milwaukee. First. No, not from first. They're a couple games back from first. True. Two games back from Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. They're a game back from... Oh, yeah. I guess it literally says it right there. <laughs> it's nice. And it only has the potential to get better because they're hurt right now. But Lavert is stepping right in and just being what they need. It's funny that he's doing it for the Cavs of all teams because I always thought that Lavert was one of those secret players that would get like tossed to a contender at the last second. Mm-hmm. And he's just like the final piece, you know? Like he's just that under the radar third guy that can get you 16 points a game and do it nicely. Putting up like what? 49. 37 and 80. Just, yeah, just efficient. Perfect guy to play off of LeBron James. <laughs> like, isn't that a, unfortunate? Yeah. This guy, though, how is this guy like the most efficient center the world has ever Jared seen? Jared Allen's nice. And shouts out to him finally getting the all star look. Yeah, outside of Jokic. I didn't think they were going to do that, to be quite honest with you, but they did. And I'm glad they did. There's, I would have been pissed if the, he would have got the uh, cold shoulder again on the replacement. Yeah, because I thought when people said it was basically down to him and Pascal, I was like, damn. I was like, they're going to really give it to Pascal because Pascal stepped up in the past, like, Four or five weeks. That'd just be disrespectful, dude. You already put Mello and uh, Murray. That's so rough. Why Mello over Bridges? Why Bridges over Allen? Yeah, true. They're the fourth seed in the East, dude. We gotta stop. We gotta stop throwing like the subconscious shade at him. You're still throwing the subconscious shade at the Cavaliers. I mean, one ten in offensive rating, one hundred six in defensive rating. The fourth defense in the league, Adam. Come on. It's just the shine from a Jared Allen center isn't there because there's something still off about it to me because he's not that high volume. Mm-hmm. He's great, has a great defensive impact. And with guys that just aren't high volume like that, you wonder what it's going to be in the playoffs because John Collins was giving you that right. 16, 8, and 4 in the playoffs. And it's still like, 16 and 11. That's great from the center position. But being 6'11, 243, he's able to get kind of shifted on the block, even though he himself is strong and can move. But I mean, like, it's just how much of those rebounds going to drop when it comes down to it in the playoffs when he's matching up against Embiid. We had that conversation the other day. You throw Allen and Mobley at Embiid, and yeah, Embiid's probably going to get. Diced on maybe at least five, six times, but there's what 75 more possessions in the game, right? And Bede's gonna score on at least 25 of those. <laughs> I mean, like against those guys, if Bede's you really want to run Embiid, like why not? Like, I mean, the potential is all there. Mobley and Allen together is just a an amazing fit. I feel like Mobley is getting this KG comparison, Tim Duncan comparison, though, because he has the same kind of body, just really lanky and tall, even though Tim Duncan put on more weight to be in the post. I mean, he's always weighed more than Mobley has, but Mobley just has the same, like, build about mm-hmm. him. So he, like, he kind of moves on the perimeter like KG, too, which is the the scary part because he just has, like, the same defensive stance and, like, 
big wingspan that KG had. Mm-hmm. So it's like, I hope he's like that. I haven't watched enough of him. Well, partly because the Cavs are blacked out in this area. And if you don't have VPN, like Ben, NordVPN, or <laughs> you don't get to pick your Czechoslovakian area code and get to watch Cleveland Cavaliers games. As much as you may want to. Fork up the money. Actually, I don't have a VPN anymore. I just have enough streaming services to cover my base. Cover the planets. Yeah, to cover it. I like it, though. I like the Cleveland signing. Yeah, you can't let it go, dude. Like, Jared Allen, to your point, 16-11-1, 66 from the field, 70% from the free throw. You could see that. You could see the free throw come up a little bit, and I'd be content. Getting the line two times a game. If you boost that up to about seven, and boost your nice. attempts up to field goal attempts up to maybe 10, 11. What were they at right now? They were at like nine. See, yeah, you got to be like, that's 12, why all the 13. High, what's this? Maybe 12 or 13 even. Yeah. Take just taking more aggressive shots. Evan Mobley, 14, 8 and 2, 50% from the field, 26 from three, 67% from the free throw. I mean, he's a rookie. It's not bad for everything about that is nice from a rookie. Yeah. He's yeah. seven foot too, isn't he? Mm hmm. That's just nuts. Look at the blocks. 1.6. That is nuts. Out of this world. And he's almost getting a steal per game, too. Yeah. Two of sneaking into assist in there, too. It's nice, dude. Let's check out Mr. DG. Now, this guy right here. 23 and 8. The assists are nice. 47% from the field. 30% from three. 91 from the free throw. Let's see the attempts. 55 effective. Mm, th- around th- two attempts from fr- uh, free throw. Approaching three. 16 attempts from the field. That's pretty good. You need to bump that in the post- postseason, though. Oh, yeah. Up to like 23 shots, especially without Sexton. But you got Levert there, so maybe not quite 23. Uh, how many? Three? Almost seven attempts from the uh, three. That's all great, though. That's, a, that's pretty good on uh, the three. What we just said, you know, if you're going to shoot seven a game, you better be shooting around 37 at least. There he is. That's borderline 38, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah, I like it. I like what Garland is able to bring. It's just... His PER was uh, 18. Right now, though, it's just awkward because you look at it and you're like, okay, I feel like they have to pick between him and Sexton. They have to choose. Because I guarantee you Sexton's not going to want to be a six-man. I think I like the fit, the fit between DG and Levert more so than I like it between a Sexton. Especially if they want to do this tall ball thing. Levert's 6'7". Put him right at the two. He's right there. Look at Levert. 18, 3, and 4. The only thing I really need from him is the three percentage to come up. And it's yeah. just not going to happen. No. And that's the unfortunate thing for them. Only taking three and a half threes per game. There, He's played four games for Cleveland. And is that... Let's say 13 points per game. He, uh, I think so. Yeah, 13.3. 18 points a game. Well, oh, that's for overall for the season. You oh, see yeah. the, go down to the, you see where it says Cleveland? Yep, there it is. 13.3. 28 from the three. Ugh. Taking 15 shots per game, and he's only scoring 13 points per game. So the numbers aren't there yet. It's going to take some time. But, but the still. look is good. The, the look fit. is good, but not. I don't think long-term in terms of winning a championship. I just don't. Kevin Love, bring up K-Love. 
because people are like 14, 7 and 2. Mitch out here saying he's the sixth man. No way. Shut no the way. fuck up. 42 from the field, 39 from three. That's not horrible. 85 from the free throw. That's pretty good. 54 effective. We're sitting on. He's taking six threes per game, though, and hitting 39%. That's pretty nice. Yeah, that is nice. That's about the only thing that's nice about it. Just everything about this guy just upsets me. <laughs> the face. The attitude. Did you know the other day that he uh, saved somebody's dog from getting like hit by a car in Cleveland? True story. Damn. Good for him. Glad he's got morals. And they they still got fucking bum on their team too. Yeah. Fucking bum bum Osman. Let's look at this shit show. <laughs> Even though I signed him, let's look at this shit Oof. show. 10, Ten, two, and two. Thirty-five Ugh. from three. That's almost respectable. That's almost respectable, and it makes me sick saying that. Five point seven from three per game. He's still a fucking bum, dude. <laughs> I gotta sign him though. The before seed. I didn't think talking about him last year. I remember Mitch is gonna say this is lies, but like towards the end of last season, I was saying like, oh, the Cavs are definitely gonna be like a playoff team this year. They're at least gonna make the play in. And Mitch is gonna be like, they're gonna be lucky to make the play in. They're gonna be so lucky to make the play in. That's probably not gonna happen. Now they're the four seed. I never expected them to be the four seed. I had faith that they would make the play in tournament, but not the fucking four seed. And they've had a really tough schedule. They have. That's not a fake 35 wins, dude. It's not. As much as I, as much, as easy as it is to say it is, it's not. I just hold my breath until we see the playoffs. What is, what is this 106 defensive rating putting them at fourth in the league uh, look like in the playoffs, right? Does that get a transfer? down to eighth or ninth. Right. Is this, Exactly. What the de- the offense too is a little bit sketchy. Look at that eighteenth. Yeah, does that drop to like twenty four? <laughs> I mean, at least fifteen. We'll see with this Levert. They got a stretch here to ramp up with Levert. We'll see. Like that's a bottom three playoff offense. There, I think there's a decent bit hinging on Levert here. Yeah, but I don't think he He's gets gotta step it up. He does, but like at, at at the end of the day, as long as they make the playoffs, they had a success this season. Yeah, certainly. So this is a rebuilding year. Yeah, but like even what we just said, though, how much is that going to be? Is it Levert hitting two more shots and bumping it to seventeen points per game? Like, is right. that really going to be the deciding factor? Are you really hinging on that? Like, or are you actually just missing twenty three points per game from Colin Sexton? Or are you actually just missing more from Jared Allen? That you're getting enough from Mobley, or are you just not getting enough from the rest of the team either? Because then you got a Coro, nothing. Bum. Lamar Stevens, nothing. Uh, they're not bums. No, they're I'm saying Chetty Osmond, bum. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what his three point percentage is. He will he always gets no be a playoff bum. minutes. Does Markinen really get playoff minutes? I don't think so. I hope not. Like, I would. He's not- gonna have to though. Their expected win-loss is 37-21. and 21. They're expected to finish seventh in the league. Not just in their conference, in the league. It's pretty good. It's on par with what they're doing right now. Are they a top seven team in the league? Not my gut tells me no. Because who would that top seven exclude then? Because I would say <laughs> yeah. Heat, Bulls, Bucks, mm-hmm. Denver. Mm-hmm. Go to the I need to go to the Western. Warriors, Suns, obviously Grizzlies, Mavericks, Nuggets. 
No, they're not in that top seven. Hell no. All of those teams could beat them in the playoffs. That's no shade because you just list the top three teams in the West and, and like the top five in the. And they're in a good position going into the, the All Star break, though. Yeah, and it's poetic because the game's at their in their city this year. So bravo to them. Got to sign them. It's nice that Cleveland's putting on a show too for the All Star, and they it's got not two like All Stars to an eighteen win team. You know. Yeah, it's not like Darius Garland is a fake All Star. Yeah, he's not. He's not a fake All Star. They have a legit all-star. It's not like they just He's gave on him team a LeBron. Yeah. LeBron's going to play with DG and see a good point guard. Try to like, bring him to LA. Because <laughs> you know DG's got no roots there. Oh, yeah. If LeBron called him up, he's out. He, <laughs> he would leave. How do you like that? In LA? Yeah. Instead of Russ? A whole hell of a lot Pick better. and roll with DG and Anthony Davis? Good night. Like, you think it's good with Mobley and Allen? Yeah. LeBron standing on the arc for the three. Or LeBron and AD pick and roll and DG's on the arc for three. Yeah. Or a drive with a floater. Because he's always had that floater. I want to start nice. the talk. I want to start the talks now before Brian Windhorst does. Let's make it happen. Get DG out of Cleveland. Well, so Woj can look at us and be like, discredit all of these claims. <laughs> <laughs> Mitch is going to be so pissed. Uh Go ahead and uh, what do you want to do? A signing or a trading here? What do you got left? Because I have, I have one more Eastern Conference sign. Me too. Eastern Conference trade. What I have basically one of each. Yeah, I have an East. I have a Western and Eastern Conference trade, and then I have a Eastern Conference signing. I'll list off the and obvious ones here that don't need to be dove into. Eastern Conference trade, Brooklyn. Western Conference trade, Utah. It's all there. All yeah, there. I got Utah on there as well. They're my Western Conference trade next to the Lakers. There's one thing about Utah, though. Did you see there is another, like the sixth article I've seen altogether about how Gobert and Donovan Mitchell hate each other. Like actually hate each other. I'm like, is this real or is it not? Because I'm starting to think that it's actually real. Yeah, and like then, like, you get all, like, the social been. media stuff where they, like, like posts that's, like, throwing shade. Like, if you don't want people to think that there's problems, if there isn't problems, then why are you doing that? Yeah. Explain that. Because you're not doing it for fun, just to get laughs. And if you are, then, you like, you're being too high level of a troll for all of us then. Yeah. Because you're being not even a troll, you're just being chaotic. Yeah. Just weird, dude. It's weird. It's bound to break apart. Yeah. I'm thinking, I wrote down here, I think they trade one of the two this offseason. And it's probably Gobert. It's Gobert before Mitchell, right? It's got to yeah. be. Yeah, because you have to buy into Mitchell now. He's the one that's going to win you playoff games. And you know you're going to get a haul for Gobert. Imagine him going to, like, Boston. I was going to say, who's going after Gobert? Um, Portland. Is Portland going after Rudy Gobert? That seems like a Portland target. Damon Rudy. Yeah. And that just fails too. Small guard and Rudy Gobert. Yeah. And then Portland's like, we have our defensive centerpiece. There was no problems with this in Utah where they tried to design an, a defense that was just him. Might be a pretty good regular season team, but you're going to get out schemed in the playoffs. Um, Could they get the surrounding pieces better than Utah has done in that situation? History tells us no. Yeah. Exactly. But wings have the 
What wings have the Blazers ever got that were good? None. Rocco was like the most promising, one of the most promising signings they ever had, and it fell flat. Like, we're on a position where we could say Maurice Harkless was one of the better wings that the Portland Trailblazers had Ugh. in the last five years. Brooklyn, and in the case of Brooklyn, we kind of brushed over but real quick. It, it's tough for me to say a trade just because of the amount of talent they have, and they did not get waxed by any means. Mm-mm. Neither team did, I feel like. Yeah, neither. That's t- the nice thing. If they- anything, you could argue Philly got waxed. But uh, only from the center position. From center depth, they were getting nice minutes out of Drummond. Seth Curry. Yeah, Seth Curry, too. He's been legit for them. I mean, they lost yeah. a lot. And two first-rounders. Darryl Morey lost two first-rounders. I mean... But that's such that's such a steal for Harden. Like, they is. got James at Harden. Day, at the end of the day, no. you got James Harden. And now, he, now he's come out and saying that he always wanted to go to Philly. And Brooklyn was his second choice, which is just wild. That just is wild. I don't believe that. Out of control. Out of control. Do you really think that Paul Millsap is going to play backup five minutes? Right. Is Doc really going to want to play small ball with Millsap at the five? I wouldn't want to at any juncture of a playoff team. I don't have any faith in that. Yeah. Yeah. So Brooklyn to me, though, is just in absolute disarray. Like, it's messy. That's why I asked you the other day does anybody actually like Kyrie? Because I like I can see validation for both sides, but like this guy is just such an egomaniac, out of control. It's like he has to be a problem for some of these guys, but he's Kyrie Irving, so it gets brushed. I think know? I think there's more shade thrown at him than actually is going around. By just it's just noise. I think an overwhelming amount of these guys in the league, and especially on his team, probably respect the hell out of him. For being Kyrie Irving, the basketball player. And there was always question about the chemistry fit between James Harden, Kyrie Irving, and Kevin Durant. Was there enough ball to go around? The times that they played well together, the, the very few times that it happened, it seemed like there was enough ball to go around. But here we are, and they're not on the same team anymore. Like, See, that superstar level, I don't, I don't know about getting along with Kyrie. It seems to be Kevin Durant and him are kind of just the misfits. I just, I really don't see the validation in saying that it ultimately did not work on the court in Brooklyn because it did. No, it did work on the court. It That's did. what I'm saying. Well, I thought court. you said that the, the the Kyrie and Harden pairing didn't work. Well, I'm saying like maybe like the outside shit. Affected well, no, it. yeah. I mean. Certainly the outside yeah. affected it because everything we saw on the floor was Harden buying in. And that's why I don't buy all the stuff where they say that Harden... He wanted the Houston system. Yeah. He was being a playmaker. He was. He, he was, was being the point guard. People were trying to make the conversation last year's James Harden a better point guard than LeBron, which isn't true. It's there's, not. It's not. There's true. wind to it, though. Yeah, there's some wind to it, but Harden's a two. Harden is a two at heart. Yeah, but like he's also a great playmaker and was being that fully yeah. in Brooklyn. So I see where his frustration comes from, but. The fact that it dissolved like that, I feel like Brooklyn is going to be a little bit clunky. And something that was really interesting to me about that low post with the S, what was his name? Uh, Beck. Yeah. Howard Beck. Howard Beck was that he said that Ben Simmons should be 
how is he going to feel not bringing the ball up in the like all the time? And I'm like, that's what he's going to do. I'm like, that's what he's going to do is bring the ball up. Cause we've already talked about how Kyrie doesn't take on at least 40% of the ball handling load that he did in the past. And mm-hmm. Kevin Durant, unless he's in Kevin Durant mode, isn't bringing the ball up. I'm going really. ghost. Yeah. When you said, you said that he was clapping, demanding yeah. the ball from Harden. Yeah. It's hard on like one leg, like legitimately trying to dribble the ball up and Kevin Durant's like, no, <laughs> <laughs> just give me the ball. How much of that affected Harden's psyche? He did just walk the fuck out of there. That was not a good loss for him. No, it wasn't. Kyrie, I, I remember Kyrie took it on the chin more than Harden did. Kyrie was out there on the floor cheering on his guys. Remember that? Yeah. Just looking real somber. Yeah, Harden just straight deuced, though. Yeah. Embarrassing. That was the low light of his entire stay there. Was that... Yeah, I mean, we when you couldn't on. face Giannis, possibly the most deserving player in the entire NBA, that beat you in the playoffs, predominantly fair and square, outside of injuries, outside of a foot, yeah, outside of a toe, your teammate's big toe, like it's all there. Like just let it happen. Yeah, this isn't the. He probably just couldn't fathom the fact that he just lost beside Kevin Durant when Kevin Durant iced him. When he played for the Warriors. See, I wonder how much of it is that. He just saw that they couldn't get it done in that situation when they had KD. By all accounts, they should have gotten it done. And let's not let it go mistaken either that he's obviously wanted to get back with Maury. Maybe yeah. maybe yeah. Philadelphia was his first choice. But I'll tell you right now, that wasn't because of Joel Embiid. That was because of Daryl Maury. Harden wouldn't have cared if he would have pulled up there without Embiid. If Embiid was in the trade for him. Let's be honest. You saw that hug. You saw that yeah. hug they had coming off the plane. Found you. Let's again. make this right, Daryl. Let's make this right. Yeah. That's exactly what that was. Uh, I got one more Eastern Conference signing, though, before we get out of here. Deserves the respect. Sitting at the top of the fucking Eastern Conference. We were talking about in the start of the podcast. They're a different iteration now. The scrappy Miami Heat. Easy. Easy signing. Never thought they were going to be the, the number one seed. And, and rolling at the number one seed for like a decent bit now. 37 and 21. Let's see here. Because I have our standings predictions on here. I think I had them at the three. You had them at the four seed and I had them at the two behind Brooklyn. My worst take, though, was that Atlanta at four. That's bad. But we've been on the Miami Heat all season, and I feel like they're still going under the radar, even though they're at the top of the East. They're moving quietly like assassins. I like it. That's how. 113 in offense, 108 in defense. That's seven and sixth in the league, plus 4.7 net rating. That's legit, dude. Kyle Lowry, 13, 4, and 8, 42 from the field, 34 from 3, 84 from the free throw, fifth free throw, 52 from the effective field goal. Mr. Tyler Harrow. Six men. 24 and 3. Not bad for Mr. Tyler Harrow. 42 from the field. 37 from the three. You could get that up to 38, and that'd be a little bit more comfortable. 87 from the free throw. 50% from the effective field goal. Jimmy Butler hasn't exactly been healthy. 
He's been there though. He's been working. Twenty one, six and five. Started off the season averaging like twenty five a game. Yeah. Looking you knew that was gonna there. regress though. Yeah, to some degree. But is it gonna come back in the playoffs? I think uh, yeah, I'd say so. Miami, man. A good story. What's Duncan at? That's down. 11, 3, and 1, 39 from the field, 36 from 3, 82 from the free throw. You need at least 40 from 3 from this guy. You do. On a, on a good What's amount. the attempts, though? See, Probably 8 or 9. That's the thing, but you need the percentage and the volume to be 8.4. Almost 9. I mean, that's not horrible on 9 attempts, but you, you just, what you're paying him, you need, a, you need that yeah. to be 30, 38. Because that fills all the... Like, what helps him so much as a 3 and D player is... He's not exactly has a lot of he doesn't exactly have a lot of lateral quickness or quickness in general. He's long. He's, yes, he's like he's what six nine, six ten. He's mm. a big guy. Says he's six seven. Six seven. Okay, he's shorter than that. Two fifteen. But, but he's long. He's got a big wingspan. Yeah. I don't know. I've just always liked the Miami Heat's chances in the Eastern Conference. I still like them in a playoff series over the Bulls. I want to see the Bucks series, Miami and the Bucks. I still like them in Year a playoff three. series against the Bucks, especially now because the Bucks lost some depth with getting rid of DiVincenzo. You essentially got rid of DiVincenzo and brought in Sergi Baca because you have a center who's out with back problems, so you bring in another center yeah. with back problems. And just looks washed in general. And you lose depth at the guard position, which you don't have a lot of. The thing that sucks is that they like Allen more than they like DiVincenzo. So Allen's just taking his minutes, essentially. So I'm fine with that. After Connaughton got hurt, though, that kind of hurts you because Connaughton's a big-time rebounder. Connaughton's hurt. You're are you really going to buy into Wesley Matthews? We saw that last year with the Lakers. Yeah. I forgot he was still playing for him, actually. I just... I, I still like Miami in that situation. Word on the street is, though, that Goran Dragic is connected to the Milwaukee Bucks in a buyout. Also, he's, he's connected to out. Miami Heat. I've also heard he's connected to the Los Angeles Lakers. I don't know. That's awkward for Miami because. I you mean, really need him behind Lowry. Yeah, because you want the Oladipo situation to work well. Right. But I mean, I guess because right now Oladipo is the backup point guard. I don't know how much I believe in that. I mean, let's take a look. Is he even playing? I don't think he's playing yet. No, he has not stepped in. But right now he would be their backup guard. Mm hmm. And playmaker, essentially. So would you rather just have Dragic step in, who knows the system better, and has executed it better? I'd rather give Oladipo some minutes and it not work out and just not have him in the rotation than have Yeah, Dragic. just not have an extra spot out there. Yeah, honestly, especially because you can give more minutes to Harrow. Harrow can, Harrow can move the ball sometimes. You know I mean, just I mean? through, yeah. He keeps the offense alive. Yeah, I mean the Heat. The Heat are legit, bro. Absolutely legit. Did you have any other ones left? I have one more signing that I like to talk about, and that's the Denver Nuggets. Yep, I had them on my Western Conference signing. They're my last signing as well. It's and just the fact that Jokic has kept them a six seed. I, yep. Yeah, that, and it's also the fact that they've had some talking heads from their organization say that Murray and Porter Jr. are not as far out as everybody thinks they are. Mm -hmm. so that's going to be stepping right back in um, I'm excited to see what Jamal is going to be because you know he's not going to be 100% right off the bat no 
I'm interested in seeing what he's going to be right now, though. If he needs to just shoot and shoot and shoot, it's fine with me. If he shoots 29% from three going into the playoffs, it's got to be that at some point, you know, like same with Porter Jr. Porter Jr., though, is shocking because he was legit- legitimately making like 44% of his threes on very nice of on very nice volume last year. Mm-hmm. Like the three-pointer was incredible looking. Mm-hmm. And they're just going to add that right back. Aaron Gordon's playing your switchblade three, four. Right. Like for the, for the bones of a team too, sitting eighth in the league at one twelve in offensive rating, 14th in the league at one ten on defensive rating, plus two in net rating, almost top 10 in net rating. They're 11th. And they're doing that with like five G league guys. Got to sign them at that point. Right. That's just respect, dude. And all damn near all the credit goes to this. Nikola Jokic, 25, 13, and 7, 57 from the field, 36 from three, 81 from the free throw line, 61 effective, a PER of 32. My God. <laughs> and this dude is how big? 6'10. Six eleven, two eighty four. Thirteen attempts from the field. From two, and then what? Four, four from attempts two. from three. Yeah, five from the free throw, bro. Getting free throw. Still deserves more though. He bangs in the post. How are you only getting five? How are you giving this guy only five free throw attempts per game? He's getting robbed. Yeah. That's what sucks, though, is that people push him aside as being the MVP. That guy right there is an anomaly because he is somehow an interesting player, but also incredibly detrimental to everything they're doing. <laughs> he is. He's reckless. He's 5'10", though, too. He has a great passing vision, but like, and tries to play defense, but he's 5'10", so there's literally no way he's ever going to... He's an energy guy that just doesn't fit. And this is their perfect energy guy, right? 14, five and two for Aaron Gordon, 52 from the field goal, 33 from the three, 73 from the free throw, effective of 57. Now, if that three was like 36, that would be impressive. On May, on like four attempts. Yeah. What is that right now? Big guy too, 6'8, 230, 235. Perfect four for them. I love how he has bought into that identity. He's no longer Orlando dunking Aaron Gordon. He's Orlando like defensive asset. I mean, that was, I mean, he's Denver defensive asset. That was the move at the deadline last year. Yeah. That was the move that truly impacted a team. It's kept them where they are right now. Click on Tay Tay. I love Monte Morris. He's one of my favorite backup guards in the league. 12, 2, and 4, 47 from the field, 37 from 3, 84 from the free throw line, 54 effective, a 14.3 PER, 10 attempts from the field, 4 attempts from 3. Less like than one attempt lot. from free throw. That's not that great. No, but three point percentage is nice. I know. How many attempts is that? 4.3 on 38%. That's pretty nice. good. It's pretty nice. There is one thing that bothers him, bothers me about him though, is that he likes to take mid-range, uh, kind of like little side-off jumpers, and like his form looks great, and he's a good mid-range shooter at best, but mm-hmm. like it just doesn't go in. Right, and it's like 
Sometimes it's wasted possessions in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. But I like Monte. I like him too. Well, at that point, that concludes our midseason signer trade. An absolute fucking beast of an episode here. <laughs> a new, possibly a new record. Maybe not, though. Probably not a new record, but it's feeling like a new record. 99 minutes. That's ridiculous. It's it's definitely the longest of recent time. 99 minutes. We're usually about 60 minutes, 65 minutes long. Uh, we can usually wrap it up within an hour or under. We went hard as we do a signer trade. We had a lot of a lot of commentary there at the start, though. But we're definitely keeping that in there for sure. It's a good little, good little. What a what a great game that was. Yeah, Paul George. I can't believe it. Looked aggressive. Looked unlike actual Paul George. Somehow they still beat him with Lance Steven looking, looking. Lance Stevenson looking <laughs> as bad as he did. That's embarrassing on the Heat's part. Uh, You're right because that was garbage. Garbage. Um, but as always, engage with us on Twitter, on Instagram, at PodDip and the Dip Pod. Download, share, enjoy. Leave us a five-star review wherever you stream. We appreciate any and all listeners. Adam Elder, let's hit him with one more take. The Los Angeles Lakers will win tonight at home versus the Utah Jazz. History will prove me wrong by the time this is out. (laughs) I can't count them out against the Jazz. So much Jazz shit. The Miami Heat. I've said this once and I'm locking it in right now. Miami Heat will make the finals. I like it. We're looking at a Phoenix Miami Heat series. Ugh. The Suns versus the Heat. That's a whole lot of warmth in one building. (laughs) (laughs) I had to, dude. That's one more take. We can't talk about it. We're out. Peace.